Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I am so glad to have you. If you don't already follow me on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO, I post a lot of training inspiration and training tips over there in addition to this podcast. So if you'd like to learn more, you can follow us over on the Instagram. So in today's episode, I want to talk about consent and care which I know a lot about, but I realize a lot of people don't know what consent and care is. I did an episode several years ago with Jenny Efimova of Dog Minded, and we talk in a lot of depth about consent and care. And Jenny offers a really unique perspective because of her history working with a lot of human behavior. So give that episode a listen. We'll be sure to link that up in the show notes. But I wanted to do today's episode just to give you a little bit shorter and sweeter version of consent and care. So consent and care, let's talk about that. What is it? What do I mean by consent and care? So when I talk about consent and care, I am talking about a protocol that I have taught my dog that they are clear on to get them to opt into whatever thing I need to get done with them. So as many of you know, um, Waylon has a really beautiful consent and care protocol. So I want to tell you just a little bit more about Waylon's consent and care protocol. And I want to talk to, talk to you a little bit about if consent and care is a protocol that I think is worth putting the time and energy into training for your dog. And I want to tell you about some of the practical uses. And then I want to tell you about some ways that we can support you inside of consent and care. So Um, I'm going to have to back up just a little bit here. So when Waylon was about, he was probably like eight months old, um, out of a little bit of necessity, my husband and I tried a little bit of teamwork where one person held Waylon while the other clipped his nails. I think that this is something that we all do. And a lot of times we get away with it and our dogs are like, cool, I hate this, but whatever, I'll let you do it. Okay. And Tifa is the type of dog who disliked being held and having her nails trimmed, but she let us do it. Well, Waylon did not let us do it. And he did in fact put teeth on human skin. He did not break the skin, but he was very clear about like, F no, you cannot do this. And while obviously like holding Waylon down and clipping his nails, I definitely don't advise to all you beautiful dog guardians out there, but I think it's important for you all to know that I am human (laughs) and I also rush things. Okay. So long story short, that was really good feedback. My husband and I learned a lot about the fact that if we were going to successfully trim Waylon's nails, we were going to have to do something much different. Okay. So, um, what I ended up doing is teaching Waylon a nose touch. He already knew a nose touch. So what I ended up doing is adding duration to that nose touch. Okay, so I taught him to touch his nose to my hand and offer that for an extended duration of time. Once he understood that, then I started to teach him how he could opt in and opt out. So opting in was he was performing the nose touch. 
Okay. He's performing the nose touch. I reach in, I touch him. He keeps doing it. I was reinforcing, but I also helped him understand that if he was uncomfortable with what I was doing, he could stop doing the nose touch and I would in turn stop handling or doing whatever I was doing. So I taught him the foundational behavior. I added duration to it and I taught him how to opt in and opt out. Okay. So that was the basic framework. Waylon is actually a breeze to train. So adding the duration and teaching him the opt in opt out was not very time intensive. It, it didn't take very long to get to that point. So when all of that was established, then my husband and I started working as a team on the eventual <laughs> nail clipping. So I would ask him to touch. My husband would reach in and pick up a paw. He would keep touching. He was opting in and he was getting fed for that. And we made some progress with that. Once we made some progress with that, we actually swapped. So my husband was the one asking him to do the nose touch and I was the one reaching over and doing the nail clipping. So long story short, we were able to get him to consent to having a couple of nails trimmed at a time, right? So I think that we got like three nails trimmed in the session, which was actually really great, right? Because we didn't have to restrain him. Waylon wasn't trying to bite anyone. And that is the protocol that we use today. My husband and I work as a team. One person asked him to opt in and we do the nail clipping. It is not a, I can just get in there and clip every single nail. So I don't want you to think that like <laughs> it was that quick and easy, but um, Steph, who works for a good feeling dog training, she has also helped me in this because she is the nail guru. Um, so Waylon will consent to having his nails clipped. Okay. So that was one practical application that we used it for. In addition to having him consent for the nail trims, we've also used it for vaccinations. We've also used it for tick checks. We've also used it for pulling prickly things out of his paws. Okay. So it's one of those protocols that not only does it work when I need it to, but I'm finding new translations of it every day. We're also working on a lateral down consent and care protocol for a blood draw, which is a little bit slower moving, but we are working on it. We will get there. So just to give you a little bit more of an idea of what consent and care is, it's a protocol we teach our dogs so that they have an opportunity to opt in or opt out of what we're doing. I think that most people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I give my dog the option to opt out, they're going to opt out. Well, <laughs> yes, sometimes that, sometimes that's going to happen and we have to honor that. But I think you might be surprised how if we can change the picture for the dogs and help them understand that they have a little bit more control over what's happening, you will see them willingly participate way faster. Okay. So I don't think that all dogs need a consent and care protocol. Could they benefit benefit from it? 1000%. But I understand that y'all are busy <laughs> and a consent and care protocol, you may not have the time, energy, or bandwidth to teach and that's fine. But if you have a dog that you cannot clip their nails, they have to be sedated for nail trims. Um, they have to be muscled for nail trims. They're struggling with any sort of nail care and you can't get it done. I really wholeheartedly believe that a consent and care protocol is worth the time and energy. Waylon being young when all of this happened was like such good feedback for us because we were like, okay, we have like a long life with this dog. So what can we do right now to teach him? Right. Waylon is five and a half now. He'll be six in January. And 
The consent and care protocol works beautifully. We've used it for vaccinations. We've used it for nail trims. It's it's working. It's doing exactly what we need it to, right? And I'm really glad we had the opportunity to teach him that early on. If your dog struggles at the vet, struggles meaning they have to be sedated, they have to be muzzled, it makes you nervous, it makes them nervous, Again, I really think that a consented care protocol is worth the time and energy. I think if you have a dog who just generally struggles with body handling, I think consented care protocol is also worth the time and energy. Um, dogs who do not want to be restrained, dogs who do not like it when you touch them in certain places, dogs who struggle with grooming. I think that consent and care protocols can be really amazing. So recently, Steph and I did a virtual workshop on consent and care for our reactive redefined students. And one, it was so much fun. Two, it was so wildly successful. So we had several auditing spots and a couple of working spots and the working spots were different, right? So we had one team who grooming, consenting to grooming was the protocol um, that we were working towards. We had another one that was just general body handling. Um, so there was a lot of different reasons that the teams who did the working spots participated, but it was really fun to support them in real time and give them feedback, right? Consent and care protocols are one of those things that like, it is going to take time. It is going to take energy from you, but it, it doesn't have to be hours and hours. It can be just a couple minutes a day that you're working on this. And I think that that's something we really empowered the working spots inside the workshop to understand is that like, here are your next couple of steps. Here's how we can build on this. Here's how we can get to the next level. Because I think a lot of our students were stuck, right? Like, okay, we have this, but where do we go from here? What does that look like? So that was what was so cool about the consent and care workshop is because I think we, one, obviously supported people in real time, but two, we gave them more of an idea of like the next tangible steps they can take on this so that they can build these protocols to fluency. Um, consent and care is one of those things that I think it's kind of newer in the dog world, but it's an old hat in other anim animal training. So zoos have been doing consent and care protocols for a long time out of necessity, right? So training the polar bear to offer their paws for nail care, um, training the rhinoceros to present the place uh, on their body that they need to get vaccinations. Like the zoo world has really been doing beautiful consent to care protocols for a long time. And I've learned a lot from watching that. And as many of you know, I am working with Wolf Sanctuary in Fort Collins, Colorado, and that is something else that we are working on teaching a lot of the animals is to consent to more of the care that they need there. So I just want you all to know that it's not just dogs that can learn this. It's, it's really all animals. And I'm really grateful to be a part of kind of this movement in the dog training industry to teach it to our dogs. So if you have a dog who is struggling with nail care, who's struggling with grooming, who struggles at the vet, I really think that a consent and care protocol can be for you. 
If you would like to get live feedback, get support in your consent and care protocol, maybe you've trained a little bit, but you haven't been able to bring it to fluency. Maybe you haven't trained it at all. I want to invite you. Um, we are doing another consent and care virtual workshop on October 29th at 3 p.m. Mountain Time. This is going to be open to everyone. So if you have worked with us before, maybe you've never worked with us, but this is something you want to be working on. Um, the consenting care protocol is open for enrollment. We are going to limit it to eight working spots. So if you want a working spot, you should register right away. But we also have options for auditors. So you can come. You're not going to work your dog, but you can ask questions. You can learn a lot from watching the other participants. So it's going to work. Obviously, we're having the live workshop on October 29th, but we also have the recording from the previous workshop that we did that you'll get access to when you register. So you can be watching that, understanding how it's all going to work. So you can be working on your training protocol so that when you come to the live workshop, we can actually kind of take you to the next step. So we, we, Steph and I had so much fun, the workshop that we did, and we're really looking forward to connecting with more of you amazing guardians in the next workshop. So the link to register for that for a working spot and an auditing spot is included in the show notes. If you have any questions, please feel free to email us or send us a DM over on Instagram. But we think that a consent and care protocol is well worth the time and energy. And if you are ready to put that time and energy in, we want to invite you to join us inside of the consent and care workshop happening on Saturday, October 29th. See you there. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.